The MLB bombs in NFL Week 6 recap edition of the Bottom Line Bombs on Sports Game Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers. We can win 100 times. That's right. Turn $5 into 501 game plus every Sunday. They're giving away 100K. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for 100% deposit up to $500. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Last-minute tickets. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month to start making smarter bets today. And we're giving away $3,000 on NFL Second Chance Survivor Contest presented by Corey Pinkston Barking Dog Properties. Free to enter. Just go to sportscamonpodcast.com backslash survivor. And with that, we're doing a theme song. Welcome to the Bottom Line Bombs. I am your host, CJ Sullivan, the man in the box. Right. <laughs> it's me, and this is me, and this is us, and we already got people coming in, coming from the C Block, a special Tuesday block. We got JC from KC. You say let's go. Oh, Ryan Hasty, you were just right here in Hasty. Sorry, you were just in the C Block, the college football sub CJ. Thank you, everybody, for coming in here. It is a special Tuesday. I want to give out some baseball bombs. Uh, recap, I know it seems like forever ago now. I'll recap the Monday Night Football and still NFL Week 6. Um, and, of course, man in the box segment at the end here. I'm doing remotely. Yesterday. Um, yeah, yesterday I had to postpone because there was a thing that came up. Uh, I was going to shoot this thing for Jimmy Kimmel, and I did shoot it for Jimmy Kimmel. I was called in to do it, and I did it. It was a very funny uh, sketch, and, um, and I, I, it was funny because I, I originally – Turn it down for a second. What's up, Lane Elliott? Um, because I didn't want to turn, I didn't want to disappoint the C generates. You know, I was gonna go live. I'm like, wait, what about my C generates? I said, no, nah, you know, get someone else. And they were like, What do you my buddy who he was a writer there and he like, wrote the sketch? Like, no, you're perfect for it. What are you, what are you talking about? And I, was, and I was like, Yeah, you're right. I should go do it. And I went and did it, and I had a good time, and everything worked out. And then um it didn't air last night because I had to do some more editing, and then it was gonna air tonight, and I probably will. But not with me in it. That's uh, That was the news I just got right before I did the show. So this is going to be an angry show about Jimmy Kimmel. Fuck Jimmy Kimmel. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, yeah, no, apparently, you know, things happen. They, they, they're they going to maybe recast it. That's, that's a disappointment. I don't care that, uh, you know, that happens a lot. That's why I don't like telling people about things before it happens because then it usually blows up in your face. That's just the attitude I had. Uh, they told some people um, – <laughs> it's, it's uh, but that's what hurts about it. Now, I don't care about, you know, getting turned down. Hey, we don't want you to do it. That's fine. But it's when other people think you're going to do it. That's that's where it hurts. So you're like, oh, I can't wait to see it. Well, that's well, actually not going to happen. I know. It's just ridiculous. Um, especially from Jimmy Kimmel. He gave me a kiss of death. He gave me the fist bump yesterday. I did the, did the thing, and then he was watching me guys through the editing, and then he's walking to the stage doing the walk, and I was there on the sideline. He gives me the fist bump, and I gave him the fist bump, and I gave him like a dad, go get him, you know, go get him, like my dad would say or something. And uh, I didn't realize his fist bump was a kiss of death. It was him telling me that you're no good. I couldn't even play the role of the scumbag bowler. It was made for me. And if I can't play that, I got problems. Things are not going well for me. <laughs> um, I don't know if he did wind up. I don't know if Jimmy wound up going and actually got him during that episode of the show. They they filmed at 430 because um, after I fist bumped him and told him to go get him, I left to go watch the games, watch the Phillies and watch the Monday Night Football games. So I'm sure he did. He's a pro, you know. 
people like they like what they like. They don't like what they like. It's fine. It was it was still fun. It was weird. It was weird. So I went there. And I'll, I'll tell you the skit. You'll probably see it tonight with some fucking sketch guy. And I'm sure he'll be great. He'll be great. But he'll be lying. He won't be playing a real scumbag like me. I live this role. Okay. I method act this role. The skit is uh, a bowling commissioner bowling uh, PBA, and he's pleading to Taylor Swift to date one of the bowlers so they can help ratings. Funny skit. I thought I get. Thought I did well. Apparently I didn't. Um, but it was funny. First they put me in a bowling like you know they, they give me the wardrobe. All right, here's a bowling shirt and pants, and they have a big powwow about it. You know the costume guys, a couple of gay guys, and a couple of women, and they shut the door and they have a meeting. Then they come out and they go, "Okay, that's it. I guess." Uh, I guess that's going to have to do. guess it's not getting better than that. I'm like, all right. Okay, this is your thing, but all right. Um, then I go into hair and makeup. <laughs> not much. And uh, she's the makeup lady. She's dabbing me. She, first of all, anytime I do any makeup, I'm always sweating. Because I'm always coming in from some hot things. She goes, do you need, uh, you need some cooling down? You need a towel? She put like these kid cooling packs on my back of my fucking neck just to cool me down from sweating. It worked out. But then she's, you know, she's trimming my eyebrows. I have these Andy Rooney man in the box eyebrows. I have all things coming out. And they give me the makeup and hair. And then they, they all they have another big powwow. Now the little makeup girls have a powwow. And they come out of it and they're like, yeah, all right, we've decided this is as good as it's going to get. You are not going to look better than this. Um, so, okay, you're good to go. Great. Then I go up and uh, I shoot it. And they told me to do a Chicago fucking, you know, weird accent. So I'm like, dad, Tommy, dad, that kind of shit, you know. And I'm doing it, and they're laughing. The crew's laughing. And uh, the director, who's actually a friend of mine from way back. Well, I haven't seen him in years. I worked with him way back. Danny's yelling, good guy. That's what I'm saying. The writer and the director, they're good. So we we're doing it. And uh, so I'm doing the voice, though. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay, people are laughing. He goes, let me hear you do it with your normal voice. And then I, I read it with my normal voice. Like, okay. Yeah, don't do that. I got a lot of don't do that and don't do that. I should have, I should have learned. I should have realized that that things weren't going to go perfectly great. Lane Elliott, horizontal fist bumps are always a bit weird. Congrats, though, CJ. Thank you. Hey, the, hey, let me tell you, the check is cleared. I don't, you know what I mean? I might not get on the TV, but the check is cleared. That's all that matters. I, that, that job I could really get a hold. If, I, if you can get do that for a living, if you can just get paid, to film stuff that'll never air, that's kind of the way to go. Anyway. I was, I've, uh, I, I was actually born. I was going to tell Jimmy that. I was going to tell Jimmy this. And you know what? Maybe I will. I will tell Jimmy this. <laughs> this motherfucker. Um, who's supposed to be a really good guy. Uh, now, his kid, you know, was sick, born of the homeless heart. I was also born of the homeless. Um, just like his kid, his child, who got great care. He got a little better care than I did. Granted, there's been technology advances in 40 years, and uh, my parents didn't really have a helicopter to fly me around to a hospital money. But um, anyway, Sean White, the snowboarder, flying tomato can, whatever. He also had the same thing. He goes on there. So I wanted to tell Jimmy, that, hey Jimmy, you know, me and your kid are the same thing. So don't worry about it. You got, you know. Your son can grow up to be an Olympic champion like Sean White, or it could be me, the man in the box, the fucking bowling coach guy, you know? <laughs> no in between. So maybe I maybe I'd scared him. Maybe he didn't know that. Maybe I scared him. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'm sure it'll be great. Put that money on a nine-leg parlay. I know that. I'm gonna I am gonna parlay that into a fortune. I'm gonna put that that fuck you Kimmel money. And no four, which is amazing because here's another thing. All right, this is gonna be a very angry episode, <laughs> but I will get into the recaps and all that thing. But thank you everybody for your support. You go the the, the studio in there. It's amazing. It's fun. The green room's like this big bar. It's the best green room in the town. They say you know Christina Aguilera was the guest. I probably I probably shouldn't have asked Christina Aguilera's phone number in retrospect. I'm kidding. I didn't do that. But um. But there's a bunch of people walking around. They're just characters, like this old guys in the neighborhood. Like they don't have real jobs. I'm like, oh, what the fuck, you slack? And which I love. I love that he does that. And there's cool guys on around there. But I mean, you slack off. I mean, you you, you know, you you 
You throw these guys a bone. What the hell? You can't uh, you can't let the man in the box get out? Kill it? That's the thing, too. Everyone tells you, oh, you killed it. You killed it so much. Yeah. And then, like, his notes were vague. That's what I also heard, too. My buddy was telling me this. Like, listen, we didn't have the editing together, and if you would have saw that, it would have been great. But his notes are so vague. Yeah? Yeah, some of his notes are vague. One one note uh, didn't seem to be so vague. The one that said, get rid of that guy and replace it with somebody else. That, that was a pretty direct note. We got that one. Everything else was kind of vague. We didn't understand. But uh, anyway. Yeah, that's right. We got some zippy tragedies to go. That is a zippy tragedy. Forget what's going on in the Gaza Strip. The man in the box got cut from the Jimmy Kimmel show. That is a nightmare. <laughs> CJ Sullivan, the man in a box, can't even play a scumbag that he lives every day in his life. What is he doing with himself? All right, that's enough of that. Enough harping about of that there and there. A lot of atrocities for the NBA theme songs. That's right. Insano, Ryan Hassel, Todd Moore, Serial, Lane Elliott, everybody that's in the chat. JC from KC. Thank you, everybody that's in the chat room. I'll move on and let's have a let's have a good show because you guys, the degenerates, are here. I can't believe I almost. I I, I should have listened to myself when I first turned it down because I didn't want to let the degenerates down. But like, you know what? The degenerates deserve the story. And to see me on the TV. No, it didn't happen. But like we said, we got the money. Anyway, let's move on. And let me tell you about seeking second chances. I need a second chance. You get a second chance. That's why the SGPN Second Chance Survivor and NFL Gambling Podcast Review. How about that? Look at that. Are you knocked out of your NFL Survivor? Don't worry. We got you covered. SGPN Second Chance Survivor presented by Corey Pinkson and Barking Dog Properties. 3000 off for grabs. Winner take all. It starts this weekend. So sign up now. SportsGamingPodcast.com backslash Survivor. That's SportsGamingPodcast.com backslash Survivor. I know uh, a lot of people got knocked out this weekend with the Niners. Kaz Sullivan, my sister, took the Eagles. That was the – she doomed them. They lost, first loss of the season. So she gets a chance, just like you guys got a chance, to do a second-chance Survivor. Sign up. Redo it again. You get $3,000 up for grabs. Anyway. NFL Game and Podcast guys are doing a review contest as well. And this Bottom Line Bombs is also on the NFL Game and Podcast. So leave an Apple Podcast review of your favorite touchdown-related bet for this weekend. Biggest winner gets $50 SGPN gift card. Make sure to include your YouTube username and review so we can contact the winner. Underdog Fantasy is a way to play alongside your favorite football team. They just introduced Scorchers. Go 5 for 5 and pick up Scorchers. Enjoy a spicy 100 times payout. For a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. 100,000 Sunday. Continue on Underdog Fantasy. 10 lucky players will win 10K each. Now I'm supposed to toss out an underdog spicy play that I like higher or lower with the chilies next to the name. <laughs> well, I will say I already gave out an underdog, and that is Jacksonville State tonight, if you like that. Um, anyway, we will. Um, they are getting 7.5. The money line is plus 260. That's not really an underdog, but you can do that on underdog as well um great we are back here on the bottom line bombs with cj sullivan your host the man in the box i just real i just realized when i was reading those ad reads during the thing that a lot of people including commenters are watching on youtube and i've talked to other listeners who um watch on youtube and I should be putting up uh, something to look at while I'm reading those ads. Maybe the company stuff, you know what I mean? Like the uh, Hall of Fame bets. There it is. You know, stuff like that while I read it. Maybe I'll do that next time. Instead of just looking at my face. See, that was the problem, too. Listen, I was getting sick of my face, too. Hearing it during the editing and the sound thing with the Kimmel and you know what I mean? I'm like, God damn, I get sick. So I can see where you get sick of me when you have to hear me see me in the editing. 
That being said, all right, I, I got to move on. I got to move on in life. Let's get into it. <laughs> oh, Todd Morris. Todd Morris knows how to make me feel good. He said, WWUKD. What would Uncle Kevin do? Uncle Kevin's Joe. We'll talk about those. Ah, but them giants, baby. Huh? You bet your ass. <laughs> those giants, tell you what, Ryan Kramer's giants, Uncle Kevin's giants, they got screwed versus the Buffalo Bills that Sunday night game. They That should have been another big survivor loser. They didn't get interference call on the last play of the game with Darren Wallady, and the guy fucking mugged them. They just called it to play before. That was quite a game. They had, uh, of course, they they messed up before halftime. It was amazing. They had fourth and, go, four, you know, goal to go on the one-yard line to end the game and right before halftime. And Tyrod Taylor audibles out into a run play, which is shockingly since he's a veteran quarterback. But DeBall, Do Dable, whatever, however you want to pronounce Daddy Dable, he loves loves throwing blame on his players. <laughs> you really see that from coaches. Like, I told him, I don't know. That's Tyrod. How about you? You're the goddamn coach. Why don't you coach it in them that you can't run the ball there? I would, but, you know, they don't listen to me. You know, these players. But the weirdest thing was uh, in the Buffalo Giants game. It was a weird game in general. A lot of the, the football in general this weekend was bad. There wasn't a lot of great matchups. There was a lot of bad playing. Unless you're on the unders, which went like 13 and two. I mean, th these, these games weren't even coming close. People just aren't scoring in the red zone. Anyway. Um, but how about the Giants uh, when Damian Harris got hurt and the ambulance came out? Scary moment, of course. Uh, especially when it comes to Buffalo. Who famously had DeMar Hamlin die on the field last year in Cincinnati on Monday night, and then they resuscitated him, and he's back, and he might win comeback player of the year if he gets on the field, although he was a healthy scratch. Um, so the ambulance comes out, so everyone's like, you know, everyone's like on the, on the knee. It's very scary. But Damian Harris gave us an old-school thumbs-up, the old Mike Gutley thumbs-up, you know, which you got to do so we can enjoy the rest of the game guilt-free. Move the ball up 20 yards. Just give us a thumbs up. We don't even care if you're paralyzed. Just give us the thumbs up. I mean, we care if you're paralyzed, but you know what I mean. But we just want to know you're not dead like uh, Hamlin was last year. So anyway, they, they shove him in the ambulance. Then they close the doors, and the, fuck, the ambulance has number 33 on there for DeMar Hamlin. First, I thought it was a score. Is that the score, 3-3? Three to three? Is he, is, is, Are they doing advertising on these ambulances here to come up and Pick up these crippled bones the NFL creates every week. But no, they were flaunting. They were like retiring the number of DeMar Hamlin. They, 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 that's a pretty cocky medical team that got up in Buffalo. They, they brought him up to the SBs. They had that whole group hug thing. And now they're flaunting it. Now they're fucking, eh, remember that life we saved? Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Sure, you need coaches and you need uh, fans, but you also need people to save your life when you destroy your spine out here because that's what you're doing so i didn't like that i don't like i don't i don't think ambulances should have numbers retired on their doors and walls that's the last thing this guy sees i mean who knows if he comes out of there but that's the last thing you see when you go oh fuck is that me am i dead i remember my teammate dying That was uh, that was that game. Buffalo got their bullshit win. Good for them. Not, not that I root for the Giants, but I kind of wanted them. I don't. They deserved that, but they didn't get it. Hey, I bought them Giants, baby. Huh? You bet your ass. <laughs> well, they're bad. I mean, the other teams that lost: San Francisco and Philly, the two undefeated teams. Then you got the seventy-two Dolphins popping their champagne. Oh my God! With Larry Zonka, Mercury Morris, and Nick Potocati's crippled kid. Speaking of paralyzed kids, and Nick Potocati, although he's dead, they play. They love pouring the champagne. What these fucking assholes love celebrating other teams' losses for their horrendous. The 72 Dolphins, great. Would, would they go 10-0 or 11-0? and 
with a bunch of plumbers. You see them, they, they wouldn't be they wouldn't beat a college team today. It's getting good. I, I kind of love how just petty they are. I mean, just old and petty. That's all they do is root for any team to lose. Philly wasn't going undefeated. They knew it. You got to rub it in. Jalen Hurts' interception for crying out loud. Although those were two bad losses, Philly and San Francisco, I got it a bit. Now, San Francisco, you get a little bit of a uh, a pass because you lost Christian McCaffrey, you lost Debo Samuel, bad weather. The Browns' defense actually is legitimately good. Although it seems like the Browns' defense only plays well if the weather is awful as well. They let go. They're simpatico. They go together. Yeah, it's uh, Zonka and Bacani would not play today. Zonka would play. I mean, where's he going to play? Fullback? That position doesn't even exist anymore. I mean, they would play. Those are, those are sons of bitches. But they run a 5-2-40 even back then. Good for them. Good for, good for their pettiness. I, I can get behind their pettiness. But to lose the P.J. Walker back to San Francisco. But yeah, it ha- the weather has to go in with the defense. Like, yeah, if, if the if the weather's nice, then their defense is terrible. But if it's bad, oh, they'll they'll brown it up. They'll murk it up. And then you have um, yeah, P.J. Walker, XFL legend. Don't shout out to the uh, J. Mark and Kobe D. I mean, we did the XFL game on show. If you follow that, uh, P.J. Walker had one pass, and then he could didn't throw for more than eleven yards in any of the. So that was pretty bad. And they did miss two field goals. But that's what you get for drafting a kicker. Kick, trapping Robbie Gould. Is, does Robbie Gould not have a job, by the way? Is that possible? But let's talk about that Philly Jets game, more importantly. So uh, Jalen Hurts, awful game. But I'm getting I'm, the, 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 the visual of it just looked terrible. I hate when the Eagles play the Jets. They always play. They play them in the preseason every year. It's just so much green. Some some guys team. One of your teams figure it out. Go all white, but we can't have green and white. White and green. Green. It's just gross. It looks too much like the frozen vegetable section of Jolly Green Giant. It's, it's terrible. Jets first ever time they ever beat the Eagles. Now I'm getting a little sick of Robert Sally. I'm really getting sick of these Jets. Robert Sally. These Jets are terrible. And I don't know how to keep luck boxing. Yeah, their defense is good. They're not that good. What do you say after the game? He's like, we faced the best quarterbacks in the league, and we've embarrassed them. That's what he said. What? You lost to Mac Jones. You lost to Mac Jones. Dallas put up 40 points on you. You saw them last night. They can't even fucking, they can barely score in San Diego or L.A. And there's comments, oh, God, Aaron Rodgers was throwing on the sidelines without crutches. And Sally's like, he he manifests it. He's a freakazoid. I'm not going to name names, but players were in awe. He had the headset on, and he bothered Zach Wilson for a play. Get him the fuck. I wouldn't let him in the stadium. Get your goddamn McAfee money and do your (laughs) – go challenge Dr. Fauci to a vax debate. I mean – Oh, what a freakazoid manifesting, not wearing crutches, throwing a football on the side. I hope he comes back. I hope Aaron Rodgers comes back and gets destroyed. That whole Jets team gets destroyed. They're awful. Yet they uh, they win these garbage. I mean, listen, the Eagles lost because you saw it coming, but they still gave the game away. But they've been doing that all year. They've been waiting. It serves them right. That's what it was. It was like, you know what? Serves you right. Should you have lost? No, but it serves you right. You idiots. Why even throwing the ball? Just punt it. What's Zach Wilson going to do? Move the ball? No, he's not. They could not move the ball. It doesn't matter. Fuck it. (laughs) Like I said, all these teams are like five for 31 in the red zone. Philly, New Orleans, Baltimore, Seattle. All these unders just kept on hitting. What are we talking about here? 
I'll tell you what else will anger me. Now I'm, now I'm just getting the angry. This is a very angry episode. I apologize, C. Jetterets. You guys are talking in the comments about the Logan Paul. I did not see that Logan Paul fight. I did see the end of the Logan Paul fight, though. Syria wants to know. Um, you know what's funny about it? He uh, what did he call it? What did he call that guy? Who? Whoever that MMA guy is, they did a brawl at the end. It was a, it was a joke. He was like throwing those punches like sideways, like a like a rooster fighting. Um, but, he, but what did Logan Paul call him at the end? He called him a coward and a dirty, dirty human being. So I thought that was kind of funny. I'm like, all right, I can I can get behind that, Logan Paul. He calling someone a dirty, dirty human being. <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right, let's talk about some of the broadcasting here. Um. There was the game last night. Todd Morris is the Jets taking over Mecton at halftime. That's why they're so good. They are. They're immunized. They're immunized across the board. Um, Dallas did win the Kellen the, the, the Kellen Moore revenge game. All that proved is that nobody should have Kellen Moore as an offensive coordinator because neither offense looked good. How about the fan they they showed? Um, the Charger fan, the little. Small Asian girl was going nuts. She's like going, and then she ran to roller coasters. Everyone's trying to say she's fake online. Like, ah, oh, she's a plant. They're trying to make it look like there's a Charger fan because she's a bad actress because she said, stop them when they had the ball. These are people who uh, don't understand LA sports fans. That she, there's no way she was a fake. She was to a T an LA sports fan. Crazy into it. Doesn't know what she's talking about. Very passionate and embarrassing her friends. I don't, I don't believe that conspiracy at all. I believe she was definitely a Charger fan. Brand new jersey. Like, look, it's a brand new jersey. Yeah, okay. It's a brand new jersey. Right. She's an LA fan. That's what LA people are. They have no loyalty or anything like that. They're, 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 you, you can identify the tags from the price. The price tag doubles as a body tag. <laughs> so I don't, I'm not into that conspiracy theory. Another bad up, another bad weekend of the red zone as well. I'm getting a little sick. I'm really getting sick of Scott Hansen in the red zone. If you guys watch the red zone, <sighs> furious. Siciliano, I liked. He was a man of the people. But this Scott Hansen on the red zone, he's a company man. He comes from the NFL. And he looks, he talks down upon us. I already said, he already acts like he's presenting these highlights for us. Oh, I'm going to take, wait, I show you what happened in Jacksonville. Wait, I show you. I wasn't even going to show you this, but you know what? I decided you get to see what happened in Jacksonville. Fuck you, handsome. I like when he'll do something like this. Like, so he's in the command center. He likes to throw his production crew under the bus, too, Scott Hansen. Okay, let's go. Re oh, sorry. I can't. I, I'm, I'm doing three games at once here, guys. Help me out. You know, I thought the replay, that wasn't coming. What? Shut up. You're watching football like the rest of us. And we all watch on multiple TVs now. He acts like he's doing magic tricks up there. Sometimes he'll sometimes he'll uh he'll call out to, like to the producers to do something like he's in any control of the feed. He's not he's not at any of these games. He's at the command center in New York, but he's getting feeds like everyone else is. So he's like, okay, let's go to Philly and uh, New York here. You see uh, DeAndre Swift fumbles. Can we back up the tape, guys? Back it up? Guys, can we back it up? And then they don't. They just go to the next play. Oh, okay, they just went to the next play. Yeah, right, because they don't hear you. You're not, you're not commanding anything. No one's listening to you. You're not plugged in to the directors and producers of these actual games. Can we back that up, guys? Yeah, no. No one hears you, Scott. No one at all. <laughs> Eric Acosta said, whoa, 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 whoa. Hanson's not showing you the real cool highlights? I thought he was only doing me personal favors. <laughs> yeah, he's showing me the cool highlights, too. We all get it, Acosta. It's weird. He does act like he's doing you personal thing. Oh, oh man! I mean, let's back it up. Let's let, let's show you how he got there. You know what I mean? A little game rewind. And the witching. He keeps talking about the witch. I still don't know what the fuck the witching hour means. He's trying to make that a thing. It's not a thing, Scott. But he's still a stooge for the NFL. You can tell. 
one of the most the fun slash controversial things that happened, the Miami game, Tyreek Hill scored a touchdown. Then he grabbed this guy's camera and did a, a backflip with it, like a selfie video. And he got flagged for 15 yards. And everyone is in agreement with, what? Why, why is that a penalty? Who cares? What do you mean 15 yards? Because for, for, he grabbed the prop. And Hanson's like defending the NFL. Oh, yeah, you can see right there. He grabbed the camera. As soon as you grab the camera, that's 15 every time. Why? Why is that 15 every time? You can do everything else. They're doing a, a fucking uh, West Side Story choreographed dance in the end zone. That's fine. But if you grab a if you grab a prop, good God forbid you grab a prop and make this play believable, make it fun, make something viral. Enhances defending it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, guys. So okay, case closed. Case closed. He grabbed the camera. He didn't take it from him. He knew he. I mean, they, they obviously had it set up beforehand. That's how. That's how bad Carolina is, by the way. That to, the the only thing they practiced all week was. Uh, doing rehearsals with the media members and what they could do for props when they score Tyreek Hill's like, so when I score maybe my second or third touchdown, I'm thinking about doing a GoPro uh, backflip with you. Does that sound good? When you should you show up? Uh, if you can show up early, that'd be great because I doubt there will be a game come third quarter. So I was hoping to do this, yeah, first hour, basically. They were, Miami was down 14 nothing, and they covered easily. A 14 point spread. <laughs> that's how that's how rough Carolina is. Frank Reich finally thank you a play callings. No fun league does strike again, Captain Insano. Correct They they can't get it there. They can't get out of the way of their own self. Anyway. All right. Um let me take a quick uh, read and I'll come back. I'll break down the picks. Not a good week for the actual picks that we gave. Those were some of the main games. And then I'll give us some baseball bombs and then a man in the box. But first, let me tell you about game time. Anytime you were stressed out to buy tickets, let's say you were trying to buy tickets to the Jimmy Kimmel show, which is weird because they're free. Maybe you were told that, hey, CJ Sullivan's going to be in a skit, the man in the box. You hired him to come in there and shoot it. And you loved it. And then uh, you go to the show and then it's not there. What? Some other guys, some fucking sketch guy, some groundlings guy. He's clean cut. What happened? Oh, this town's a double crosser, eh? Anyway, game time would let you leave Jimmy Kimmel show, which you should get the fuck out of there. Go to the Dolby Theater across the street and buy tickets for that uh, five and a half hour Martin Scorsese Native American movie starring only white people. So use the code <laughs> CFBX and get $20 off your first purchase of game i'm sure game time is really gonna like that ad i just read for them and ad-libbed hey they said make it your own never do that again huh never make it my own oh i have everything here how about this hall of fame bets look at this now i'm doing some youtube stuff win bigger and by betting smarter this nfl season hall of fame bets sports betting and analytics per platform for parlays player props and game lines research every nfl nba scott or lines historical stats and data Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And we're back. On the bottom line, Bob. So let me write that down. 33, 30. I got to write that down because later on I put the actual other ad reads in there. It gets it gets all over the place anyway. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. You know what? Who cares? More importantly is that you guys are with us here in the booth, in the comment box. Thank you very much, everyone. Um, make sure you like this button. Like this video on YouTube. Don't just fucking – don't tell me you're going to like it like the people at Jimmy Kimmel and then later say, ah, sorry, we didn't like you at all actually one bit. We didn't like one thing about you. And then you switch it up. So hit the thumbs up. <laughs> Just yelling at people. Maybe I shouldn't have yelled at Jamie Kimmel. And then in retrospect, you know what? Maybe that was my downfall. After asking for Christina Aguilar's number, I shouldn't have told Jamie Kimmel, you're going to like me. This is going to lead to bigger things. God damn it. What? Where are you going? Oh, you got a show to do? Eh, maybe it'll work out for him. Who knows? We'll see. Our futures are still yet to be decided. Mine and Jimmy Kimmel's. He's got he's got a little head start on me as far as success goes, but 
My doctor says I have at least a good 18 months left ahead of me. So who knows? Who knows what could happen? So we got a long schedule ahead of us when it comes to that. Anyway, uh, speaking of which, it's not going to go with the contest picks. <laughs> As we went one and four with our picks. Not only did we go one and four, C-Generates, we actually gave out 0 and 5. But I did some 401k uh, gambling with the with the people at uh, the employees salaries. That game where I decided to switch off a pick. And put one in there. I switched off Atlanta. For some reason, I didn't like Atlanta. And I put in Baltimore and Baltimore did hit in London because Harbaugh brought his team over there on a Monday or some shit. I read some bullshit and Atlanta. They they. The gained like 400 yards to Washington's 200, but Desmond Ritter, oh my God, is he hilarious. He had, he had like three interceptions in the final two minutes somehow. It's like Atlanta had all their timeouts, so they would, they're driving to, to tie the game, interception. Oh, that must be over. Then you look back, wait, they got the ball back again? Yeah, they punted it. All right. Ritter, another interception. And then Washington, I swear, Washington just said, you know what? Take it again, Atlanta. This is hilarious. We want to see if Ritter will throw another interception. And he did. And he would just throw the worst interceptions. <laughs> so funny. Um, what else did we lose? A couple, couple losses were no pro like big losses. So I, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. <laughs> Todd Morris, you're right. He said I should have said, How about that skit, Jimmy Kimmel, huh? You bet your ass. He's referring, of course, to the greats. I bought them giants, baby. Huh? You bet your ass. So we lost that. Uh, New England plus three. That was the bad beat of the weekend. New England plus three. They were losing by two. And then Mac Jones and Belichick, they did the old, let's take a safety. They didn't take a safety. I mean, they got, they got sacked for a safety. But actually, I, that's kind of a strategy safety. You never, never know what you're getting with Belichick. They might, he might hurt himself for strategy-wise. You know, he gave them two points, and next thing you know, the Raiders win by four. The teams that covered, the favorites of teams that covered and won were awful. The Raiders were awful. They covered. Cincinnati was horrendous. They, not only did they beat Seattle, they covered somehow. They had 82 yards in the final 42 minutes. But Geno Smith was on his Desmond Ritter shit, too. Geno, my Lord. Geno was, they had first and goal from the 10 four times. They had three points. Geno was just throwing like underhanded interceptions, left handed interceptions. I love Geno Smith. I can't get mad at Geno Smith. Like I said, but Geno Smith is the only player that wins comeback player of the year multiple times in the same season. You swear he's had like six different careers this year already. He was great. They won in Detroit. Then he does this thing last Cincinnati. For the Carolina game, he was terrible and great at the same time. Like, how is he all these things? Incredible. What else did we lose? Tampa Bay, that was done. That was over. As soon as they came out in the orange creamsicle, Vinny Testaverde jerseys, the James Wilders. Ba I can't believe I fell for that Baker Mayfield again. He said, "I, we all fall for Baker Mayfield because he beats bad teams. And we're like, ah, oh, he's an underdog. And they play a real team and he gets killed. But he's, you know, he's, you know, he, he shoots it straight after he's like, I sucked out there. And the reporter's like, ah, oh, that great Baker admitted. And yeah, it's, I guess it's good. I guess it's good you admitted and didn't lie, but also you still did suck, right? Now, I know it's fun you admitted it, but you also sucked, Baker Mayfield, and that's that's a problem, actually. We, we need an NFL quarterback out there, not someone, who just, not someone who just tells the truth. There's a lot of truth-tellers. We can get a lot of truth-tellers out there. No one on the Jimmy Kimmel show, but uh, I'm just kidding. That's a great show. I can't wait to see it, and I can't wait to not cry when I see someone else be in that role tonight. <laughs> yeah, JWJ Will. Peak Baker was him playing that flag, that Oklahoma flag at OSU's logo. I love a flag planning. 
I love the flag planting and like the desecrating of the jersey, the whole thing. Like they act like these things are the American flags. Or like like they're war flags. Like you don't do that. Because you're not even disrespectful of our logo. You're stepping on the logo. It's that's my favorite thing too. It was because he did that at the midfield logo. And then Colorado did that to the Oregon logo. And Colorado State did it to the Colorado, whatever the fuck it is. And then we got to protect our logo, a logo that everyone's going to be stepping on in about five minutes when you play a football game on it. What are you talking about? You don't desecrate our logo. That's only for in-game action. And sometimes uh, wild animals we bring out as mascots. You're literally going to have a fucking bison stomp on that logo. But you can't have a prayer circle on it. Nebraska can't have a prayer circle or some shit. I don't know. Um, what was the other loss we had? Oh, the Bears loss. Oh, my God. We had Bears plus three. And that was another one. Minnesota. Minnesota gets, uh, uh, they, they covered. They were horrible. But Justin Fields got hurt. And they bring in that Division Two back. He's the the, the best Bears backup. He's like this like this mystery, like he's Roy Hobbs or something. <laughs> you know, like fucking <laughs> Tyson Badgett is his name. They've been talking about him. You know, he's like he's like this phenom because he's a D two legend. Oh, you never know. Whenever he from the cornfields, no one has ever seen him play. There's no there's no TV footage of him. Badging. And then he gets out there. Oh, there's some footage of him throwing a terrible interception to lose the game. Okay, we got footage. He is not a phenom, everybody. But he does run around. D2 legend. He's a legendary Bears quarterback. He's the he's exactly who the Bears want as a backup quarterback. So Justin Fields is uh injured. They're gonna be dead. They're gonna be even worse for a while. Then it came out, Kirk Cousins says he played Creed before the game, and that's why they won. Because the Texas Rangers in baseball, we'll get to that in a second, they're playing Creed. That's Baseball loves their corny songs to rally around during these playoff runs. Because it's these f- the, the whites who never went to school, and they lived in a bus in these minor league towns, so they like the worst cheesy rock, and then they force it upon us. Imagine, imagine the Minnesota Vikings being forced to listen to "Take Me Higher" because of fucking <laughs> or whatever the hell Creed. What is what is Creed shit? If you go me higher, they're religious, right? Isn't that Creed's weird? Someone had a funny uh, joke. I thought Nick Vatera, my buddy Nick Vatera, said. Uh, A bad thing against Christian rock and why they're, if your God's not number one, like, well, you think your music would be better if your God was superior. You think he'd make better musicians. <laughs> Costing, right. This season does have the most hot potato. No one wants to win games as he, even last night, every single game. And the unders, the unders are hitting. Captain Sano says because the bad quarterbacks. Bad teams and bad quarterback. It's true. It's they set the problem. It's a problem. They set this league up for us. There's like six people on the planet that can run an NFL offense. They've made it so fucking complicated. Maybe they should tone that shit down. No, no, it's too late. Creed is back. Now the Vikings are playing Creed. And Captain Cousins like, yeah, I think the players like, yeah, I'm sure. Maybe that's why Justin Jefferson bowed out of the season. Justin Jefferson. As a fantasy owner of Justin Jefferson, it was reassuring him to to hear him say, yeah, I'm in no rush to get back, to be honest with you. Now, now the Vikings call. I see them calling. Um, Yeah, I'm in no rush. I took a look at uh, the the roster and the schedule and our record. I'm like, yeah, you know, I I think I'm good. I'm going to go ahead and see... uh, See how this heals maybe naturally? I don't know. We'll see. If a doctor says I need something, maybe that. But, yeah, no. No big deal. Ryan Hassel says Nickelback better than Creed. Says it all. I agree. Nickelback is better than Creed. Nickelback is one of those bands that take a lot of uh, slander 
for no because people think you're supposed to make fun of it. Their only real sin was that they got so successful that they're huge. Their music's not that bad. I mean, it's bad, but it's not as bad as it's not as bad as any other piece of shit uh, knockoff alternative band. They're just like them. They just didn't get as big as Nickelback got. Look at this photograph. Um, but Creed, on the other hand, Scott Stapp is a fucking wacko, obviously. Jimmy Butler definitely listens to Creed Daily, says J. Will. Um, <laughs> a lot of good comments. So Todd Moore says there's Lee, Scott Stapp fighting with the band 311. Great story. 311, I don't know. I never know what to do with that band either. They were interesting. Um, well, now we're, now we're getting to a... Now we're getting to some real conversations here at the bottom line, Bob. C-Generates. Creed, Nickelback, 311. 311 was like a crummy sublime, like a real fucking back alley sublime, if you will. Didn't not not from the beaches. Did the police code for weed was that their story? These, that's that's a problem too with these, these bands. They're so dumb. That's what you hate about them. But Nickelback, like I said, kind of like when people say they make they don't like the Eagles, the band, the Eagles, not the team. Like I hate the Eagles, man. Like no, you don't. You just you just like Big Lebowski. You just use the, that movie as your personality, and you take that opinion from that script. It's a funny line in the movie. It's funny for the dude to hate the Eagles, but don't say act like you hate them just because the dude hates them. And the same thing with Nickelback. So, anyway, where were we? Oh yeah, contest picks. We went one and four, and that was with the four hundred one k switch. What's the other loss we had? Oh, we had the Colts loss. Good lord, Gardner Minshew. Jacksonville's just, I mean, and then Trevor Lawrence gets hurt in the last play of the game. Good job. Good fucking job, Jacksonville. I thought they weren't going to be able to uh, recover from coming back from Europe for two weeks. That was wrong. Apparently, uh, NFL teams do not travel like I travel. They're not getting a connecting flight on Aer Lingus at Heathrow and then going to Detroit to Phoenix to come in. They're not taking a 14-hour three-airport flight. They're taking a private jet literally from the end zone to end zone, door to door. They had no problem adjusting <laughs> to the Eastern Coast and time standards. Eastern Standard Time Zone. Ryan Hasty. Eagles are great. Desperado, one of the best albums ever. And it's got Joe Walsh. Any band with Joe Walsh, I mean, come on. All right? Get your rock and roll. I should be a DJ, right? I realize that now. I realize that now as things are going terribly, terrible for me. Um, and it's getting worse. That's that's a that, that's that's a bad point in life when you start retrospecting your life and things you should have been and they're just not even good things th very easy easily achievable goals you know like I should have been a a midtown low rate disc jockey and really just live in a one bedroom apartment and kept to myself and drank myself into a stupor is it too late to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy cj the dj well that's funny that you do say that jay will because i did say that cj the dj dj cj was a name uh i did do a character but back when i was doing show vid during the pandemic where i do shows on my balcony and uh then i went out to burning man and my bit was i got booked to dj at burning man but nobody showed up because of COVID. It was during 2020. I did a set. I played some. Uh, I played some Bob Seger out of the rooftop of the Camry with smoke bombs playing. It's a it's a fun little DJ clip there. You know what? Maybe I'll maybe I'll put it in the comments one time. Look it up. You look YouTube right now. Or well, let me finish my show. But then YouTube's DJ CJ Showvid. You'll see what I'm talking about. 
Anyway, all right, let's talk about – let me get some real quick baseball bombs for you because they're about to play. I should have did this at the top of the show since the Phillies are about to start off. Uh, let me take a look at the lines here. The Phillies are minus 160. The run line is plus 125. Um, they are – Kelly's pitching for Arizona, but they just aren't adjusting this home line. I mean, this is like an actual football stadium, this Philly, at the bank. The SEC, they talk about this home field advantage, and it is real. I mean, they just crush teams at home. They'll lose the World Series eventually because that's what they do. They're not going to win the World Series. But Arizona is turning out to be, I mean, they did put us on, they had their first loss. They're an 84-win team. So I like the Phillies. Let me give out that today. Might as well, you might as well play the run line because when they win at home, they win big. So Phillies run line plus 130. <laughs> but more importantly, I like the I like the Phillies today. Actually, what I really like are the is tomorrow's game, game three. Houston Astros versus the Rangers. The Houston Astros are uh underdog. They're plus one fifteen underdog. Because I know Houston, of course, won the first two games in uh I mean Texas won the first two games in Houston. I'm sorry. Uh, Texas is on fire. Texas only played one home game. They've been amazing. Bruce Bochy is just great. Dusty Baker is what a great managerial matchup this is of old school guys. Dusty Baker, he got the World Series last year. He's, I mean, everyone loves Dusty. He doesn't do well in the playoffs, but everyone loves Dusty. Ooh, Captain Sano, Carol stolen base. I'll I'll get behind that because they do run. That's how the that's how Arizona was good this year. They just took advantage of the new rules. Like Cincinnati, Arizona, these teams were like, all right, well, fuck it. If no one's going to run, we'll run. Right. I also like Trey Turner over one and a half bases. He's been on fire. Um, but Dusty Baker versus Bochi. Bochi actually won three World Series for San Francisco. Dusty lost a lot, but he did win last year. He's just hilarious. All his comments are always so funny, and they're always inappropriate, but we just let it happen because it's Dusty. Dusty's like... uh you know, remember last year when they played the Phillies in the World Series? Like, yeah, people are rooting for me. I'm getting all kinds of hope, hope rooting for like Bill Cosby called me up and is rooting for me. How about that? Like he thought he was bragging by saying Bill Cosby rooting for him. And everyone's like, oh, Jesus. Uh, you know, that's not a good thing to have Dusty anymore. You can't you can't be saying that. What? What's wrong? Why? What happened to Bill? Was did anything bad happen? Not that I noticed. Um. Jay Will says Turner stolen bases. Well, absolutely. I mean, he's going to get on base. He's been on fire ever since the Philly fans used their power for good. That's the big story. They gave him a standing. They want to. They want to. <laughs> they want a Nobel Peace Prize for not booing the shit out of Trey Turner. It's hilarious. They gave him a standing. Oh, and look at that. He's rallied, and now he's a baseball player that he's always been. Point is, Christian Javier has been incredible in the playoffs lately in the last couple months. Max Scherzer, they're throwing him out there. He hasn't pitched since, like, fucking August. I can't believe they're not pulling him out of the bullpen. They're starting him. What do they think? That's a little too veterany. And Houston is terrible at home. They're actually five games under 500 at the home at home all year round, which no team has ever made the championship series being five games under 500. It's a very bizarre stat. They're good on the road. This is only Houston's second row game. So I really like, I mean, Texas is, I keep confusing them. Sorry. Texas is second row game. I know they haven't lost yet, but they're going to lose tomorrow. Javier versus Scherzer. Let's give out Javier, the Astros to make it 2-1. Season on the line. I like a team down 0-2. Anyways. So let the champions win the game to make it 2-1. <laughs> In first five innings, plus a half a run is almost stealing with uh, Houston at only minus 120. We'll bother. So there it is. There's your baseball bombs. We have Phillies today, run line, Houston tomorrow, and Houston first five. Props we got. We're going to go with Captain Sanos, Carroll stolen a base, and Trey Turner, which is still stolen base. Trey Turner over base and a half. I like it. I like a lot of stolen bases tonight as well. That's great. I love it. Breaking news here. The Casa says Eagles signed Julio Jones. That's almost relevant. 
Signing Julio Jones. When you sign Julio Jones, you're you you're doing it just. I mean, that is probably just to calm AJ Brown down. Like AJ Brown must be getting in some shit. Like, listen, just tank, just you know, tail him a little bit. Get in receiver rooms. Make sure he doesn't freak out and scream anytime Jalen Hurts throws a pick. Because he went from amazing, the best receiver ever to not best receiver, but you know, great young receiver to oh, you're old and done. It's so weird how quickly that happens. Him and DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, they were the best young receivers now. Like, oh, what are you, 30? It's like a woman in Hollywood. You are out of here. We want nothing to do with you. Anyway, let's go into the box. All right, that is, uh, we gave out the bombs, we gave out the recaps, I told you about the Jimmy Kimmel no-go for me, very embarrassing, but let's talk about some more things to rant about in the box here. You know what's been weird with these NFL games is the uh, the ads of Penelope Cruz for the airline, M- was it Emirates, the world-class, like first-class airlines, there's a lot of them. Yeah, Penelope, the Hotel in the Sky airline. Who were who were who was the audience for this? Watching, <laughs> watching the Jets Eagles game, and I'm looking at Penelope Cruz take a shower in an airplane, and then tell me like, "Don't fly, don't fly like the rest of the scumbags." Take Emirates. It's just different. She's on a couch. She's a, she's got this isolation box, and then they then they have her watching the game. That, that, that I like the one the one of her trying to uh, relate to the scum, right to the fucking see Jennerts and scumbags in us by saying, "Oh, you can catch a live soccer match," you know. And she's watching. Come on, that's not a foul. And like looks around. There's no one there. The last, yeah, there's no one there. You just you just blocked off your seat. That's the whole point of your private jet that you're flying. That there's nobody that can talk to you. So no, no no one's watching the game with you, Penelope. I know. Peasants is right. Says <laughs> says J. Will. Well, it's just a bizarre advertising campaign for basically private jets. The hotel in the sky. Yeah, you know, when I'm jet setting around the world, I like to take a nice shower and then I lie down on a full king California king size bed order some room service I don't like the first listen let's keep it the first class second class even that I don't like you know I don't like about the first class I did the flight the other every I mean every time I, I never although one time I did get <laughs> I'll say this when you're going back to your seat, you have to go through those first eight rows of first class, and you always make eye contact with them, and they're staring right at you, like, "Who the fuck? Don't you fucking stare at me?" This is why I get to intimidate you. They're like, "Oh God, you have to pass through here." Yes. Sorry, they didn't saw a hole in the middle of the plane that they could shoot us up through the luggage. You want us to sit with the luggage on any? Well, fine, but make it quick. Pass by. It's like when you got to make eye contact with someone in a car after they're driving slow or something like that. You got to pass them. I'm like, I got to look. Who is this fucking? Of course. So I look right at these first. I like staring right at. I lock eyes with these first class people. I hate, you know what I mean? And I don't mind if there's some people get angry about kids sitting in first class. I don't. But I do require that the children wear suits. If you're going to have your kid in the first class, I want the kid in a suit. Okay. Everyone wants a kid in a suit. You don't get to fly in your bullshit fucking uh, Oshkosh Pagashes and your Buster Browns. Like first class kids would have Buster Browns. Oh, but the parents have their $800 sweatsuits. I love I love when uh, first class people are scumming it with their sweatsuits. Like, oh, my travel. Calvin Klein's sweatsuit is like a $1,200 fucking silk tracksuit. This is just me traveling. It's such a travel day.
You ever try to put your bag up in it? Because they they have nothing up there. They have like a fucking folded towel and a light coat up above. And you know, I'm, I'm lugging I'm lugging four bags because they charge you for every goddamn thing. You ever try to put your thing up there? They go nuts. No, what? You can't. I know. I know. I'm not using the space, but I don't even want my space seeing your bag. Anyway, Penelope Cruz. <laughs> Eric Costa says when you pass someone driving like the jerk the reaction is always of course it could be a horse driving a car and we'd say of course oh there it is there, that's why Seabiscuit was driving the Ford Taurus which is weird a Taurus a horse a horse a horse a Taurus a Taurus Todd Moore says I need to get a bus like John Matt. Well, it's good if you can get it, the bus. Having that bus driver, Taylor Swift style. She pays her bus drivers $100,000 in equipment. Um, a bus is great. Good way to see the world. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you're right, Acosta. You, you look at him and go, oh, of co- oh, right, of course. Yep. Looks at him. Look at him looking at his phone. Well, it's it's propped up properly in its directions. We all look at our phone, but still, look at you. Oh, talking with the person inside. Of course, pay attention. Another thing is if someone cuts you out, the li- if the license plate's out of state, forget about it. Even if it's California, whatever it is. You're roasting that license plate in that state, wherever. It's, oh, oh, New Hampshire. Yeah, no shit. No shit. That's what they do in New Hampshire. Do you make that license plate too? Live free or die, huh? Yeah, how about how about use a turn signal or die? Cry. I will say, I mean, LA does. It's stereotypical LA has the worst drivers. And they do, but it's not. I I do argue that they're not, they're not worse than anywhere really anywhere else. It's just there's more of them, because everyone out here has to drive. You go to cities like Chicago, people they don't drive the half their entire lives because they don't have to, so they don't and they shouldn't. But here, everyone drives, and it's L.A. It's just like that Charger fan. They're all about themselves. Everyone in the driving out here is a video is a character. They're the main character in their own video game. You know, they're on their own Grand Theft Auto. There's like, ah, like nothing matters to the outside. They're smashing around. Whatever. I'm just doing my thing. They switch lanes like they're they switch lanes like they're falling out of like they're falling into bed. They're like, oh, and they just move over three times. Sometimes they'll pull on the fucking turn signal after they make the turn. I love that. They'll drift over, then they'll turn to put the turn signal on after they completed the turn. Wh- wh- who's this for? Are you just declaring, hey, look what I did? So everyone celebrate me. I made a turn. I'm announcing the turn I just made. Yeah, that's a signal. You're supposed to forewarn. No, Ohio, says Jay Will. So Jay Will, I mean, Ohio. Ohio is nothing but state troopers that used to be ex-high school linebackers. Everyone's got a buzz cut. There's so many. I've gotten pulled over in Ohio so many times driving through there. I hate Ohio. I hate Ohio. I hate Indiana. I hate Pennsylvania. Those were the three states you had to go through to go from Chicago to Philly when you were doing that drive. Anyway, that's going to do it. Now I'm talking about L.A. driving. Now things are going really bad for me. Um, <laughs> but that's going to do it today's show. Oh, my God. We're over an hour. Well over an hour. I got to wrap this up. Thank you, Degenerates. Uh, uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and like this video. Um, also, to the podcast itself on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you want to listen to it. Um, subscribe to it. I need to get those downloads. And I need to really make up money now that I blew all this Kimmel money that's not coming in. Um, <laughs> follow me on the Instagrams. CJ Sullivan was taken. Not like Liam Neeson. The regular CJ Sullivan was taken. It's at Twitter. CJ Sullivan underscore. Um, I will... Uh, be back Thursday, two days from now, to give another week five to get to week seven contest picks. Hopefully, we'll bounce back from that one in four week. Oh, I have other stories. I have stories from the Laugh Factory this weekend. I forgot to tell. That's pretty fun. Um, 
Anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, Reef a five-star review if you can. Help the algorithms. Help algorithm get me. Um, you're right. You're right, Todd Morris. Uncle Kevin, we're going to make him a star. We're going to make this a show. We're going to get the bully boys in there. Uh, but for now, it's just me, the man in the box, and you guys, the C-Generates. Thank you. We'll see you next week. <laughs>